Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final episode of the season two of the Fan Gamer Game Club, in which we discuss The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, which has been a very fun game and has been certainly a less divisive pick than Shadows of the Colossus. <laughs> so I think everybody here is going to enjoy talking about the game, and it's going to be a pretty upbeat cast. It's going to be a good time. So let's go through who we have with us. We have, as usual, my co-host, Garrett. I was surprised we haven't gone at even one of any of our podcasts without being able to talk ill will against Shadow of the Colossus. Even the normal podcasts we're talking about. I didn't say anything bad about it. I just said it was divisive, which is true. (laughs) (laughs) I still think it's funny. All right. But yes, I'm happy to be here and discuss. I beat it. I made it to the end. I didn't YouTube it. I'm looking at you, Alobo. I played it all the way through. But anyway, who else was on the show? (laughs) We also have Crystal, who has been... Have you been on every episode, Crystal? Of Game Club? I believe so. That's more than I've done. I took a week off. Good for you. Mm-hmm. All right, Crystal, who is uh, kind of our Game Club awesome person. So there's no other Sweet. title to give. <laughs> and Kevin. So... so. <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. How the tables have yeah. turned. I remember back on the Fangamer <laughs> podcast when it was when the other way around. that to me. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we begin? We have lots to go over. I'm very excited. I'm pretty pumped. I, I am too. I can't wait to talk about Mario Galaxy 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so I, I beat it really late last night, about 12.30, 12.45 my time, and I still have work, had work in the morning, so it was quite a sacrifice for me to, to stay mm-hmm. up, but because I was so tired and wanted to get through it, I just skipped all of the ending stuff at the moon. I, did, I went into the like a couple of the mini dungeons, I guess you can call them, and tried them out, and I was like, this is way too hard and not yeah. worth it, and just skipped it because that's I wanted to go to bed. But I, that's how you get the fierce deity mask, right? Doing all those? Doing yeah. all those. <sighs> I mean, I had every mask, but I didn't want, except for the fierce deity mask. I just didn't have the, oh, man. That was too much for me. I was It was too tired. But uh, did you guys yeah. go through the ending dungeons? Totally. So you I beat. Did. So yes, beat all of them, both of you. Yeah, and I, I got my first demon mask. I got all the heart pieces in there too. So okay, let's let's call that out. How many heart pieces did everyone finish the game with? You Total. mean how many heart containers or heart like container, heart, heart okay. containers? Um. Well, well I see. went go I hard and got it. all of everything in the game. Whoa! You got every single heart piece. Yep. Oh, even like the racing ones where you have to like, oh gosh. You like totally 50-50 the shooting gallery in uh, the town? Yeah, I got both of those. The toughest one for me was definitely the uh, Deku Playground, which got a little vein in my forehead pumping. (laughs) Yeah. There ones like that, like I I couldn't even bother. Like the shooting gallery one, the Deku Playground, any of the ones... I did do Honey and Darlings, which I didn't do when I was younger. I told myself, I will get those two. I will bring them to their knees, and they'll remember my name. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I have to say, the hardest heart piece for me was actually near the end there, when you have to get... When you're in the Deku scrub, and you have to like go on the rotating spinners. Oh my gosh, that took me... 20 minutes or so and it was I was so tired that's probably why I did so terrible but I would I'd always land on that last spinner and I wouldn't get into the stupid little flower before the other one came and chopped me right off and fall over and, oh, mm-hmm. that was frustrating it was 
all good. But um, so you guys went through. I, I was gonna ask the the significance of the moon. Do you guys feel like? I mean, what is that about? What are they trying to 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 portray there? I mean, it's such a serene setting. There's little children running around, but they're kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. I, any theories on what's going on there? I like uh, um, the the kids you talk to. Yeah, all have something to say mass. about your true face and your yeah. friendship. They always and want to see your true. It face. does make me think about it because you got this whole book full of people in the bomber's notebook, and you've been helping them out. And we talked about this in an earlier game club that you're really doing it just for the sake of doing it, and the bonuses you get are extraneous. Uh, you know, they're not the focus of the actual plot line that the reason you're doing the stuff. And so now you got these kids and you're giving them away your masks and just on an unconscious level, even if you didn't know you were getting the deity mask, you're thinking to yourself, I'm getting something out of this, or at least I hope I am. You just, you expect it. And here they are questioning your motives. Like, am I really your friend or are you just using me to get what you want? Hmm. You know, who are you behind this video game character? Who's the guy holding? He's starting to get all meta on it, but that's no, no, really that's, what I think they're doing with it. That's exactly what yeah. I'm looking for. And then ha- plus they're going all creepy with the ellipses. and the, Yeah, right? And they're all kind of wandering faces. there, unsupervised. Liz, any theories or any comments to add to that? I'll tell you, uh, this time when I went through the moon area, I went straight to Majora, not because, like, I didn't have all the masks, actually, this time, because last time I played through, I did have all of them, so I kind of wanted to see, like, what happens when you just talk to him and go straight in. And it's basically a non-event, where it's, you don't really get any of that extra stuff, and you just go right into the boss room. Yeah. Which was, like, I should, like, I probably should have given all the masks, I should have gotten all the masks, but, uh... What I did at the end was I still had my save from when I was 10 years old. It was still the first save file. So I did it as Link and then went back and did it with the Fierce Deity just to kind of juggle. The Fierce Deity mask is so cheap. So so, so stupidly. A Lobo in our chat room. Also, hello, chat room. Thank you for joining us on YouTube. A Lobo in the chat room says that or is uh, saying that that they have the faces of the mask salesman. I was about to mention Brian. Said that on the forum. Oh, too. did he? Okay, I was yeah. just reading from the they chat room. Can you ever see their faces? Yeah. You can't, but you can see they have the same red hair and pointed ears. Right, yeah. that's what I was going to think about. So, and knowing the game and how it reuses every single asset it can, it's it's probably his face. But so basically, they're all his illegitimate children that have gone wild and stolen Majora's Mask, right? Or they are Majora's they, Mask. They represent well, the stealing and the innocence of children and the this, that, yeah, the other thing. they're symbolic. Oh. I don't think they're real, per se. They're a simile. So this is... I didn't want to get to this so quickly, but the overall, like, meat to this game, you know? Like, that Zelda <laughs> games don't get into that sort of depth, right? Mm, typically like, not, no. Not with, like, the end of a game that you would have these children representing a, a larger thematic statement, which I want to have everyone kind of hold off because I want to get to the end and I have some bigger questions like this I want to ask. So before we get into too heady of the <laughs> discussions here, um, let's just talk about the last fight itself and how that went for everyone. So who who used the Fierce Deity mask? I think, Crystal, you said you did? I didn't. I got the oh, mask, didn't. but I didn't use it. And then Kevin? I same as her. I didn't get idea. Yeah, you have it, but didn't use it. <laughs> Sorry, let me say that the same as Crystal. I had the deity mask, but I didn't use it. Okay, and then Liz didn't get all of them. 
but but I did. I went back and used it on a different file. Am I the uh, only one who got? To I use did. It? I went back and used it on the other bosses. Not impressed. Not in the slightest. He's okay for the first guy, but then against Goat, you still have to chase him down. And against Twin Mold, you don't even go up the same size. So, like, what's the point? I'm this tiny little deity fighting giant worms. It didn't work. Hmm. Okay. So, what I was gonna ask is. Um, does the, because I don't have the mask, is the mechanic that you have to do anything for it to work, like, does it use up magic or anything, or you just put it on and you're awesome? If you, uh, Z-target and swing, you'll have those, like, sword beams come out, and that uses up magic. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so... But you go get the Chateau Romani, it's, like, nothing. Okay, what is the Chateau Romani? It's a 200 rupee milk that you can pick up from the milk bar on any of the nights. I, or maybe just the first and second. I've never okay. heard but it gives you uh, your magic power never depletes. Your bar turns blue. That's what you said. Okay. I thought, magic. I thought it was a mask. And I'm like, what mask is she talking about that's going to let me do it's that? A, it's a pretty big game breaker. Like, when you combine that it's with the your milk. deity mask, it's kind of a it's joke. It's not that big. You can't get it until the first night. So you have to go at least yeah. a day without it. But okay, if you can, s let me let me tell you something, Kevin. When I um, <laughs> went through with the fierce deity mask, I decided after I picked up the milk on the first night, I would do like a boss rush. I would pull all four in and then go head off to Majora. I I had time slowed down because I was doing a rupee hunt earlier, but with That's slowed right. down time to kill all four bosses, I started at ten o'clock on the first day, ten at night. And I ended at, I think, 2 a.m., like, so four hours later. <laughs> That's all it took with the Fierce Deity Mask and with the milk, so... Hmm. I don't remember what I'm saying. Even, that, but... <laughs> even with the ghost <laughs> the, like, the What's the strategy? Did you still use the Goron Mask to roll down Goat and then stab him, or...? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that okay. was, um... Actually, I did stand behind him for a little bit and just start pelting him, but I realized that it was easier just to... All you need to do is roll up on him and knock him down the one time, and that that's all it takes. Yeah, pretty much. And oh. with Adwala, I don't... <laughs> or whatever his name is. Adwala. Adwala. He's I sponsored. Get, I get him confused with the juice. Oh, I think Adwala. we lost Crystal. But, oh, did we? Oh, I'll add yeah. her back. Yeah, it was uh, like... I think that took me five seconds of just standing there and being like, all right, it's on. Actually, oddly enough, I finished Oddlaw, Aud, Waldo, um, really quickly the very first time because I shot him with an arrow. And he does, like, you know the commercial with the mannequin and he's got the needles in his back? And then he takes the back medicine and pull I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, no, this sounds what you're great. About. This is just Canada crazy crap <laughs> up there. I'll find a link on YouTube for you later. Um, I got him in the back with an arrow and he bends back like, oh, no, there's an arrow in my back. And then I nice. ran up and started doing jumping slashes. And I'm just using the puny, like, the Kokiri sword, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he stays standing in that position for 30 seconds while I jump slash him, like, a dozen times. Wow. And that's how I beat him this time. It was really, like, wow, incredible bordering on glitchy. Okay. That still took six lo times longer than it would have taken you with the dating mask. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. No, that's what I'm saying is, I mean, you know, that's okay. why you shred him with the dating. So I was going to say, I didn't have the mask, so I had to fight him, you know, normal style, I guess. And to be honest, I didn't really find the fight that difficult. I just felt it very long because the mechanic for, you know, is shoot the thing with arrows or try and get close to hit him. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just, 
that was it. And then when he turns into his other forms, they're really not that difficult. Although, they're not. until you get to the second form and he starts shooting that like laser beam thing, um, at first I didn't realize that you could you could block it with the shield. And then I didn't realize that you could block it with the shield and then reflect it back on him to do damage. And then once I figured that out, I was like, oh, this is super easy. And I just sat there and did that and moved to the third stage and beat him. And I was... I guess I was expecting it to be a, a little more tough than that, just because, I don't know. I mean, I'd say the boss fights in this game, especially because I finally went through the fourth temple, are a lot more, I don't know, I felt like the boss design in the fourth temple was awesome. Like, the the Garo, I thought he was great. I was like, this is such a cool boss, and he was he was actually pretty tough. I had a hard he time fighting tough. him. Um, and then, oh, I saw the reward for the all the fairies, the, what is it, the the big sword. Yeah, yeah, the, the sword. Yeah, it's like a gigantic cricket bat. It's kind of yeah, I, yeah. It's a it, little weird. It's kind of it's kind of meh, right? Am I the only one that's just like eh? No, the um the razor sword or not the razor. What's the, is what's the second sword? sword? What's it? No, it's what's it called? Um, the sword. Mm. Yeah, it's called like the great fairy sword or something. But this, yeah, the sword you get in the middle, which it, yeah is the razor sword, is the best looking sword in the game, and it's the same. It's a shame it's such a piece of crap. Yeah. Because anyway. the gilded sword is goofy with like the Harlequin pattern on it. It looks like a freaking IKEA sword. It looks like the awesomeness <laughs> Ness shirtness. I come on, an IKEA sword would have six sides. And it'd have a crazy <laughs> name like Schmirkinoff. And it would come with meatballs. <laughs> so okay, did you guys have Tons any particular problems with the fight? Like Crystal, you played through without how did the fight go for you? Uh, honestly, the first two are pretty easy if you just, like, spin, uh, spam the spin attack. Yeah. Third oh. fight, I don't know, it just, it felt very, very basic. You just shield his whips and shoot an occasional light arrow at him, and you're pretty much done. Huh. So then, okay, how, did you guys do a lot of prep for it? Like, I went, got, like, three fairies, uh, I think I got one magic, the green potion, and a red potion. That's only five things. What was the other thing I got? I don't know, maybe I had a Poe in there or something I don't want to get rid of. You know of. what I brought to the boss fight with me? The princess from the first temple. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like, I when I did my boss rush, I still had her, and I was like, why do I give her back to her dad? I don't really feel the need to do that. And she said, hurry, I can be in here for a little while. So I said, I'm going to make you wait. <laughs> you had an entourage. How long you can stay in there. You brought, mm-hmm. you brought your girlfriend. That's like in the 80s, like, you know, when the cool guy at the arcade would bring his girlfriend. She'd just yeah. sit there watching him play, basically. You know what? Majora was going to have the rec center shut down, and two people <laughs> needed to do something about that. Oh, that's pretty awesome, actually. Okay, so uh, the last fight. Um, okay, I was surprised, because I thought at the very beginning, Ganon was going to be behind all of this somehow. Oh, that's and so he, sad. And that's he never like, shows up. Condition people that way. Yeah, he never showed up. <laughs> So I was, uh, I felt like I was on a date with Ganon that he ditched me. He didn't show up. So no, he's not, he's not present in this one at all, which I think is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, did we ever say how many how many uh, hearts everyone had? I had like seventeen. Is what I got. To Crystal got everything. Liz Plus twenty. I, think. I had ten, but I had the uh, white the border double. around them. I'm I, sure everybody else did too. Yeah, I had that too. Yeah. Uh, okay. You just don't need that many. Yeah, it, well, once you get that, the double, the the half damage one, yeah. man, that it really does turn the, the game down from, like, an 8 or a 9 down to, like, a 4. So, yeah. um, okay, so another thing I was going to ask you guys about the ending then was, um, 
something I noticed while playing it was that the ending cutscene where the giants show up mm-hmm. and all the the video shots are like essentially like under their crotch. I know that they're really tall guys, but uh-huh. really, like every every shot is like looking up into their non-existent scrotums, which really bothered me. But they were with, neutered. It was a neutered yeah, release with program. these giants. Like, why are they just like a like a like a tomato with just legs and and arms? It's like what? I thought they were a really cool design. Really, I found them kind of creepy and like look kind of lazy. Like it's just oh, I can make a circle really easy, and then I'll attach some legs and arms to it. <laughs> They just and a beard. You have to admit, Japan. What are you saying, Kevin, about Japan? Japan does have a pretty good uh, fix on that body type. Like, I mean, news, Mr. Saturn, Kirby, circle with arms and legs. (laughs) Jetting out. You know? And that's why they make a giant one of it. That's the next Metal Gear. It's just going to be a big (laughs) orb. With, like, arms and legs, stubby arms and legs sticking in. It's basically what Ray was, only it didn't have a big body. Just gonna waddle over the snake and then explode. So as I say, that that cutscene though is still pretty cool, um, but it I don't know I, the first I, time it happened, absolutely. I'm like, get it, stop the moon, and they stop the moon and still. I have a real you're like yeah cutscene. Why is that? Why is that, Liz? Because the way they're holding the moon, it's they're holding the atmosphere like the burn up around the moon. They never actually. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And it's like. Damn it, people! Can you just push through? Like, is it that hard to break through a translucent barrier? Like, you you couldn't tell. Like, is it supposed to be a magical thing? Is it intentional? I think it might actually be scientifically accurate. Maybe because no. if you had, well, if you took Earth's moon and crashed it into the planet, you would definitely have this gigantic tidal force ripping of uh, crust and rock and stuff right. into the space between them. So mm-hmm. with a moon that's maybe the size of Clocktown, I think you would have this sort of gravitational exo-field. Gravity well, if you will. So I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I think you could just stop the force field, and that would effectively stop the moon. And it's probably a little bit magical. I personally, but as it slowed down... There are little people inside the moon. Why shouldn't it have a magic field, too? I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was weird. But other than that, I think it's an all right cutscene. But Garrett, your point is right, that like... Why are all of the shots crotch-based? Like, I want to see what those dudes look like from up top. Yeah, they don't have any hair. It's a male pattern baldness thing. They um, just got little points. I was going to say, though, I think they didn't touch the moon because they didn't want to leave big handprints in it. They don't you want know, it. I feel like, spoiler, the destruction of the moon in the end is just as big a problem as the moon <laughs> That's like, true. Yeah, listen to like the just blasted off into space with a rainbow. No more don't tides. They just, yeah, they just shove it back into space. Yeah, why? Yeah, they couldn't just put it up there. They had to make a big freaking rainbow out of it. Like that's a problem. (laughs) Let me say this about that: you can see them do it in the background of the Great Base stage in In... uh, Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah. And if you're playing a long enough match, which I have because all of my friends are crazy people who like to play 99 stock, uh, (laughs) you can see them just push the moon into space over and over and over again. Like Mm -hmm. every five minutes, they have to do it again. So I think. if you're the kind of person who takes the Smash Brothers series as canonical, and I completely do because it's awesome, then um, was yes, you're the only one back into space over and over again. Yeah, I know it's a lonely existence out here. <laughs> That's like taking Marvel versus Capcom two as like Iron Man canon. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it okay. Totally, before we before we derail too far, face to the world of canon. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on back to sort of the end of the game then. Um, 
Well, actually, I wanted to say, you know, this is also the side quest time. So, did anyone do some fun side quests they finished up this week? Anyone have anything? The only one I finished up was uh, Andrew and Cafe. The what cafe? Oh, the milk Andrew. cafe thing? Andrew and Cafe. Andrew, the, um, the complicated one with the kid and the girl he's trying to marry. Fox Boy and Redhead. Oh, the couple's mask one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is still a, quite an epic uh, ending there, right? Yeah. I know we talked about it a little bit on the other cast, but just how you, at the very end, you have to wait till the very last moment and watch them. Wet. I'm like, man, that is dark and sad and endearing all at once, you know? Like, what? Yeah. 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 Anyway. It's still like 4.30 when he shows up in the door. Yeah. It, it is. It's late. It's creepy. I hated sticking around that long because you just want to go and be like, can I, I have somewhere to be. He's not that into you, obviously. I mean, yeah. he, come on. I spent the whole time jumping from bed to bed. I do the very first time <laughs> That's I, what I, did. I stood there waiting until about three. And then I thought I was doing something wrong. So I started to go out the door. And just as I come out into the hallway, I see Cafe going into the door. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to miss it. And so I had to turn around, jump back in, and luckily I got back in to get the cutscene. But, yeah. you know, considering there are so many moments leading, like if you stand in the wrong place when the thief is going into his cave, oh, yeah, he'll it see turns you. around and runs away. And then you're like, whoop, I guess I screwed that one up. Yeah, that so was, I was only. Really worried that very first time. Yeah. yeah. After all of this, I was still going to have to do it again. I think I, I forgot. Mm-hmm. I think I don't. I think I said this when you were gone, Liz, but I did that entire quest line like three times through. Did you really? God. The first time I messed up at um, where you wait for uh, the thief guy, I showed up when he had already gotten there. Like, I showed up late. I thought it was, oh, don't sh- don't arrive till 7. It was, no, no, he doesn't stop. He, he leaves before that. Mm. So I had to do the whole thing again. Then I did it again once for the mass. Then I did it again to get the last bottle from what's-her-face, the, the mom. So, um, yeah. Hey, did you guys get – how many bottles did everyone get now that I – have that on my mind. I got four, but I could have gotten six. I feel like the hardest. <laughs> well, of course, you could have gotten six. I got all of them. Had no use for them. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was carrying around a freaking princess in mind, so clearly yeah. they were meaningless to me. There was one point I forget when I did it, but I did have six fairies, one in every bottle, and I just I was like, I have a little fairy zoo. That's real necessary. And then I took them back to the. Uh, curiosity shop guy and oh. sold them all and made 120 rupees. Oh, that's Ooh. smart. Have we? Um, did I miss it last week, or did anybody talk about that crow you can kill by Milk Road? And I get mentioned the crow, yeah, yes, because he stole one of my bottles. Uh, no, he, did. he stole my sword. That's what he stole. Yeah, You can't get it town. Yeah, we talked about that last week. How much does your sword cost? Fifty bucks. Oh, that's not too bad, really. That's not bad, sure. Like when you consider how useful the sword is. If you lose the um, the regular sword, then it costs you a hundred bucks to get back. I think. Why? That's that's kind of a rip off right there. That regular sword sucks. Mm-hmm. Can he steal think, anything else? I don't think he can steal bottles. He can steal bottles. He can steal your shield. He can steal if your virginity. If he steals your shield, you can get one back from. I don't think so, Garrett. This is a mature podcast. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. No, he can't steal the mirror shield. He can only steal the Hylian shield. But then you can go buy a new one at the regular store. Hmm. You know, like likes can eat your shield too. So yeah, yeah. But they can't eat the mirror shield. It's too creepy for them. Well, anyway, uh, I was also going to ask. 
Um, I saw in the forum thread, I, I forget, someone was talking about interesting conversations or that, that you could eavesdrop on conversations. And I realized I only did that like once in the whole game. I was wondering, did you guys, it. Um, it was when um, you are in the mayor's, not the mayor's, but yeah, I think the mayor's like office and uh, the guy who looks like Mario comes in and starts complaining about how the show's been canceled or is going to be canceled because the... You know, we're canceling whatever it was you guys were going to do because the main act can't make it because so-and-so is sick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that is quite... Because it wasn't just like two lines of text. I mean, that was like a dialogue that went back and forth for a while. And again, that's one of those ideas I want to come back to at the end here is just that the overall kind of theme of this game and that it has this tapestry and this narrative that is actually, like Liz was saying in the original post, there is a, a... a, a character to, to clock down and every character yeah. within it has something going on that's interesting it's just having the time to go explore that which is it's which true cool. but my question was going to be for you guys do you have um any particular conversations you overheard that you might remember or because i'm i'm sad that i didn't try and do that more i um, found one that i'd never seen before this time what was that? uh i went into the curiosity shop on one of the nights and the thief showed up and started selling them the bomb bag and they have this whole back and forth where he's oh, like, well, really? okay, I'll give you 50. And the thief's like, no way, man. I'm taking 100. And no, you're taking the 50. Or <laughs> I could just go to the bomb shop and tell them that you stole their merchandise. Oh, no, wow. no, no, I'll take That's the 50. Awesome. Well, maybe I just want to give you 25 now. 25? All right, fine. I'll take it. <laughs> and, he's, and the thief is really angry. He's like, I'm an honest thief trying to make a living. And this curiosity shop guy is ripping me off. And meanwhile, the curiosity shop guys just like ignore that dude. What do you got for me? And I sold him some fairies, and he gave me some money. You know, <laughs> he's like, "Where did you get these fairies? Are these uh, hormone-free fairies? What have you been doing to these?" <laughs> Pure Colombian fairy. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Okay, uh, I think Crystal, you were gonna say something. Uh, yeah, I know there's a point during the uh, reuniting the lovers quest that you can overhear Andrew and her mother eavesdrop about um, her mother saying. Oh, you should run away with us because that moon's obviously going to crash. And I Andrew's heard that saying, one, yeah. Yeah, and just saying, like, no, I'm going to stay for cafe. Wow. That's so, like, that makes me love this game more, you know? Did like, you guys... Those uh, little oh, moments. Because that's just so... I don't know. I, I like the... It's, for me, it's all about those little details. Those yeah. little things. And, and, like, I didn't explore... I didn't never saw that. And it makes the game definitely worth coming back to again and exploring. But, okay, go ahead, Liz. Sorry. Did you guys, I just found this for my first time playing through, did you guys ever go to the ranch when uh, Romani and uh, Creamia are sitting and having dinner and you can like kind of eat dinner with them and Creamia gives you the pitch for Chateau Romani and like where the milk comes from and the special breed of cows and the little sister's like, I'm so tired of hearing that. You always give that speech. It sounds fine. (laughs) And the girl's like, but I want it to be perfect. It's cute. Like, wow. They talk and they're, they're cute. Like, just sitting and watching the characters eat dinner was more interesting than, like, hunting aliens with them or anything. It was neat. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of funny things on that ranch, that picture that Aquas put up of him, like, um, nuzzling the bosom of, of <laughs> yeah, boob hug. That was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. In the forum thread. What, what is the, that girl's name? It's like this, the older sister. It's either Creamia. It's got to be Creamia, right? It's Creamia. Yep. The younger one's Romani. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Anyway, I, I thought, thought that was a great too. screenshot. Like Good Irish girls. 
Um, so speaking of his awkward nestling the milkmaid's bosom thing, uh, were there any other funny or like awkward moments you had either from the whole game or just this week that you wanted to, that anyone remembered and wanted to bring up? Um, God, the face on the statue of Link with the LG is so creepy. It is so, and you know, this is something I wrote down that all the copies of yourself you make, um, you know, the, the Goron, the... That they all are like the versions of you if you were like in a coffin. I thought, you know, like they just look dead. Well, yeah. the the ones who aren't you, Link, are like the versions of the people whose souls you actually took. Right. Like, clearly not you in your getup. It's all those people, and that's right. Creepy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, those little that was that really wigged me out. Especially like when you like run around a corner and like see like the Goron like kind of doing that like arm thing he does. Yeah, it was it was kind of awkward, but uh, any any other moments that you guys thought were sort of funny or, or odd looking like that? Hmm. I know a funny moment is if you were the captain's hat versus uh you just do a counter in the castle. What happens? If you were the captain's hat, he's going, Whoa, what are you doing here? And it's like, wait a minute, were you trying to trick me? And he's like smashed with a sword, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, I forgot about that, and I thought I had to wear the captain's hat to trigger that encounter. So, like, I'm fighting the two guys, and then he just looks at me, and he's like, "You're the captain. It's so good to see you." And then he stops, and he's like, "No, the captain was much bigger than you." <laughs> <laughs> That's <pretty laughs> like awesome. he had to stop and think about it, and be like, "You're very short." <laughs> that oh. still makes him slightly more perceptive than most secondary <laughs> characters in a Zelda That's game. True. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, the captain's mask is interesting. Like how the um, redeads all stop and dance around for you when you're wearing it. Very yep. cute. Yeah. No, no, you're thinking of the other the mask. Three of them do it. No, yeah, the you're... Garo mask, the Gibdo mask, and the captain's hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all have the same effect. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, and this is going back to Stone Temple, but um, the puzzle where you actually have to place a box on a switch. I was like, oh my gosh. I completely forgot about that mechanic that you actually pick yeah. up what the crate and put on. It's like, oh my, like that is like a staple of Zelda gameplay of having yeah. to put crates on switches. I'm like, this is the first time I've had to do that in the entire game. And I just, that really took me back. I don't know. That it's was kind been of a, a long time since you've been in Jab- like, Jabu's belly, I guess. Yeah, I was like, man, I've missed you, little crate. We had some good times in Jabu's belly. Yeah. Getting the sweet, uh, what did he get in Jabu's belly? Boomerang? Hookshot? Yeah, Boomerang and uh, the Zora Sapphire. Yeah. Um, okay. Carrying the princess around. Yeah. <laughs> um, her. Me, other... Oh, man, I, I know an awkward moment. When you're helping, uh, what's his name, Dampy, doing that quest to, like, dig things up. I think it's have French, to... so it's and Dump you have... Hay. <laughs> Dump Hay. There is an accent on the end. So I was helping Dump Hay go around and, and dig things up, and uh, you have to get to those platforms that raise, and... I can't tell you how many times that old man fell off the top of those platforms, like three or four times. I'm like, oh man, this guy's got to hate me by now. I just keep taking him up on top of this this platform and then jumping off accidentally. And then he's like, oh, that stupid kid. And he follows me back down and goes around again. And and I didn't really have much fun with that one. And then the, yeah. uh, is, is, is he the one who does the, in Ocarina, the original kind of race that you do underground in the... For the, the... hookshot? Yep. 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 And he's That's dead. Right, and he's dead. Okay, That's just, I was trying to remember if that was... Um, I want to bring something up from the chat real quick. Butsukoi claims that if you march with the Bremen mask when fighting the two Akana skeletons, they will stop and dance with you. They will. It's true. They'll follow you around. They'll get right in formation. 
right That's really true. That's pretty sweet, yep. yeah. I know. No, it's that. tough to do because they'll keep stabbing you and stabbing you while you're trying to get the mask on. Yeah. And then you start marching and they're like, I'm going to stab you just one more time. <laughs> uh, now I'll march. Here we go. Oh, wow. I like that encounter a lot. Like, they put a surprising amount of character into those three things. Oh, They're right. Yeah, that castle is sweet. It is a castle. I didn't really like the castle much, but that fight, I was like, yeah, this they have a lot of character for a bosses, you know? Usually they they're just, I show up and we fight. They were... Everything in Akana kind of did. Yeah, I did like that, that area yeah, I, a bit. Maybe I'm reaching a little, but I thought of this, and I thought it was too good to not mention. Um... Do you think Akana Kingdom as a whole is maybe a metaphor for Korea? Because it's across the river, like Korea's across the water from Japan there, and it splits up because people keep arguing, kind of like North and South Korea. And um, if you're Japanese, apparently uh, everybody in Japan kind of wishes everybody in Korea was dead, is what I heard. Kevin. Wow. Sure, that's yeah. what I heard. <laughs> I don't know that I know much about the geopolitical climate to comment on that, but um, it sounds very thoughtful what you're saying, so I'll, I appreciate it for that. Liz looks a little d- displeased. Uh, from... That's so dumb, Kevin. Like, <laughs> That's you know a little up there. How do you really feel, Liz? You know the speech at the end of Billy Madison where Billy Madison's finishing talking about the little like the puppy that got lost? Yeah, the little puppy who lost his way and talking about how that's talking about the Industrial Revolution, and then the guy at the end says, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and I'm dumber for having listened to it. This is exactly how oh, I... Oh, it wasn't that bad. I, I like Happy so Gilmore stupid. myself. Oh, You're a mess. Get out. Does anyone know about that ridiculous fan theory that the stone tower is the Tower of Babel? I think it was on the same level as that. <laughs> it's just it's just a tower. It's just a fantasy world that's got, like, boulder people and fishmen and plant children oh, there is Liz. no yeah, just because you no... don't want to, to read into the deeper context doesn't mean it's not there come on it's Dude. not there i'm telling you <laughs> there's nothing there oh good times so, talking about a place where when you march with skeletons they will get up behind you and dance that's it's a not... world i want to live in personally but anyway the i also wanted to know because again stone tower i just did it last week when you walk into stone tower and it's kind of that epic like you have to climb all the way up to it and then you get in and they have the really big like opening area and you can kind of see the face and everything and the jewel i was like wow i it was the first one of the temples i was like wow i really like how this place looks this place just has a cool yeah. feel to it the other ones kind of feel like rehashes of of other temples and um the whole mechanic of rotating it upside down it's like oh man it reminds me of an ocarina where you had the spiral room you guys remember that where it actually like corkscrewed as you walk through it, uh, it was like in the forest temple. And no one else remembers. Oh, was that this? the room with the twisted hallway? Yes. Oh mm. yeah. Isn't yeah, that? Yeah. And I was like, Are oh man. Twist them at the end of the hallway. Exactly. Was- and I was like, wow, they Zelda games like that is such awesome mechanics they use in it. Because I mean, I play games kind of like you know, like Ratchet and Clank, and they have a lot of the platforming elements and puzzling like that, but. Um, no one's really ever taken that dungeon design to quite the same place. And if they have, I'd love to hear suggestions because I want to play games that have the same sort of awesome temples. And it does make me wish that there had been more than just the four in the game because I didn't feel that they were all super cool. Whereas, like, you know, in in Ocarina, you got, like, what, seven or eight temples? You get more than that. You get a lot of temples in in Ocarina. Nine, at least. Three off the top then and, five more with medallions in them and then one more and in then the, the last yeah, one right nine. and 
you know, not all of them are super awesome, but they all have some gimmick to them that makes them interesting mm-hmm. and fun. So that I I kind of wish and, and don't like Majora as much for that. Yeah, but, but I kind of appreciate the Majora broke the... I mean, what's one of the most common complaints about uh, prolific series? The Star Wars games always have a Hoth level. The <laughs> yeah. World War II games always have Normandy Beach. You mm-hmm. know, like, how many more times do you want to play the Ice Temple, the Fire Temple, and the... <laughs> light temple which for some reason has a lot of sand in it you know yeah Yeah. i'm kind of happy that i got a chance to play a nice temple that was also a fire temple and a sort of grass temple and a hybrid temple so to speak they were all kind of hybridy temples yeah Yeah, they're pretty creative for the few amount that there were there they are and and they restricted themselves they hold themselves back to just four temples which means they can put more creativity into each one individually. Exactly. It's not like Twilight Princess where the game probably had ten temples and I three <laughs> or like four, five, and six were good temples and the rest were just trash. <laughs> um, speaking of the temples and trash, isn't the last fight of Stone Temple kind of that's kind of BS, right? If that You have that mask and that just makes it the most stupid fight. It just, is pretty stupid. And even then, like, it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult even without the mask. You just sit there and shoot him, right? Yeah, you can shoot him. You can pick him off with uh, arrows, I believe, the low Actually, it's a little more difficult, yeah, because I've tried it. Well, it I, takes actually, a lot. That's how I did it. It's not, like, sitting around and drinking tea with the dude, but... Right, but I was just... What a letdown. <laughs> I mean, all the other bosses are either somewhat difficult or have they're kind of fun. That yeah. one is like, this is just... Man, I I will say this: Shadow of Colossus is a Sandworm fight way better, way better than that. So, anyway, um, what else did I want to try and finally bring up? something you like about that game? <laughs> yeah, to, well, no, I I think I liked a lot more in it than listed, but uh, to I, to I, beat a dead horse over yeah. and over and over again. Oh, I'll beat that horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, what else did I want to ask you guys? Oh, um. Doesn't maybe I just read this wrong, but doesn't the game start off with saying like Link is going on a quest to like find a friend or find something? He's looking for Navi. You never find her in the game, but that's I think he never finds her apparently. Yeah, because she like she she gets like pissy when she realizes that you like Zelda a lot at the end of Ocarina, and so she flies off, and uh, that's about it. Okay, because I'll say, did I just not understand what friend he was looking for? Because I thought, isn't he looking for Navi? And then, like, well, he never finds her. He's just like, eh, that's okay, I tried. That's why at the, like, in the ending, it's like, you've got to keep traveling, right? Because he's got to keep driving along and looking for Right, he goes back in the forest. Yeah. And it's like, Navi was kind of a jerk anyway. Why does he care that much? Not that Tattle was a step up, but still. Uh, Yeah. Tattle I liked because she at least had a personality. That's how I felt. Like, I mean, she was a little, she had an attitude, but, you know. She she said something. Boy, she just had a little bell. Ding, ding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey! 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 You you know, (laughs) I gotta admit, I did kind of beat the game a little early, so I went back and played Smoke Arena of Time. And. One of the things I've noticed, Ocarina of Time, much more patient game, I would say, because oh, really? you get a lot more text. You can't mm-hmm. skip as much text with the B button. Um, Navi pops up all the time, gets yeah. on your top C button so you can't look at stuff and says, hey, have you talked to so-and-so? Are you going this way? Are you going that way? You got this owl who keeps showing up on the branches. Who, yeah. who you have to listen to me again? And you got to go all the way across the field to Hyrule and all the way 
back to the Gorons and then all wow. the way over to the Zoras. And That's a good it's point. Just a, it's a much longer game, and so I think the pace is very different from Majora's Mask because they have so much Which ground to cover. Weird. It's supposed because... to be a much more sprawling epic, and so they kind of drag it out, whereas Majora's Mask is a much shorter experience, but they kind of embrace that fact. They say this it's is... Tenter, right, it's tenter, on it's the more clock. suspenseful, but there's so much more to explore. Yeah. And, like, even with the time slowed down, sometimes you just want to be like, I want to go and look at everything in the Wood Palace. I want to look at every Deku. I want to talk to all the Zoras and all this yeah. stuff. You can't do it because you've only got three days. That's true. Yeah, that, that time throughout, I said this at the beginning, it really did. I always felt pressure to be doing something useful. That I couldn't just be wandering about and discovering things. Like I remember playing Ocarina, and when you first um, go to the main field, kind of at night, and the what is it? They pop zombies pop up, right? Mm-hmm. And then Skeletal. yeah, and then um, doesn't like and if you kill enough of them, like a really Ten. big one shows up, right? Like things like that. I think like that's that. true of the levers as well in the desert. Oh, well, either way, I was saying that my point is that. With the time constraint, while it made certain things in the game very interesting and it had that whole Groundhog's Day feeling, and but it also kind of made me feel sad because then you go back and oh, no one remembers that I just helped them, you know, do this really cool thing or that I did reunite um, the couple and now they're not going to make it. And it, it really did make me feel like, well, I, I really do want to have like one last day where I do like everything to make everyone happy. And then end the day, like at the end of Groundhog's Day. I was like, I'd love yeah. to do that, but it, there, I imagine there wouldn't be that well, much more significance. much like in Groundhog's Day where he couldn't save the old man, you cannot do everything in one day. That's true. There are some things that are just beyond Groundhog's your Groundhog's Day today? Because I remember you saying that two shows ago. The movie Groundhog's Day. Yeah, it's... Have you never seen the movie Groundhog's no, Day? No, no, I, I mean, I'm oh. saying she said it two shows ago so it's like it's Groundhog Day today oh <laughs> it was a joke that we weren't oh, smart enough to get yeah. alright Kevin since have you're... I told you guys about Korea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about me Liz go on go on I feel like enough of that since we all, we too are on a limited time I would like to talk about the ending and what we all thought of the various cutscenes of the different people in Clocktown and their resolutions because I have a problem with the ending <laughs> well, I'll I can go really quickly. Is it the same problem I have? <laughs> I didn't your... watch it because I was so tired. I just kind of let it run behind me, and I didn't see anything that happened. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so you you would have been annoyed with what I was annoyed with. I bet, Chris. I... What were you annoyed with? Uh the fact that Link is Macau chilling with the band when he should be heading his ass out of there. <laughs> That's that, not our problem. That bothers me for oh. a different reason. I don't like that they're like, well, we're all going to the festival. I guess you're getting out of town, huh? I'm like, That's no, I want to stay but... for the festival. I want to <laughs> chill with all the people. Kevin wanted to party. He wanted some cider. Well, he wanted play with the band for a bit. Have some milk, play with the band, I'll turn into the Goron. One of many instruments you could jam on. on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's he did have many instruments. And it's, it's like, no, get out. You're done. Yeah, no more kind of kick you out of there, like, and I feel like maybe that's because if you ha- they don't know how much you helped them. Maybe if you had done everything and made everyone super happy at the end, then went back and uh, and, and finished the game, that they'd be like, oh yeah, come hang out at our party. You would have been just like... No. I know, killed all those bosses in one three-day time and then killed Majora. I didn't get crap for that. <laughs> they were still like, don't you have somewhere to be, dick? Yeah, don't you need to leave? We don't like outsiders here. Yeah. But... <laughs> 
Okay, what else uh, with the cutscene, though? That... My problem with it specifically was they did not make an adult model for a cafe, cafe, I don't care what it's Okay, yes, yeah, so that too. Oh, that no, is... he's just a kid. It's they don't even show them. They just show Anju marching down the little aisle in her dress, and she looks great. Everyone's so pretty, and then it's like the camera pans around almost to where he'd be, and then Tingle floats up in his balloon, and he's like, "Screw you!" <laughs> never see him. And you did all that hard work, and you'll never see them together. It was like, it's not even that I wanted a specific payoff for my work. It's just that I got attached to them, and I wanted to see that like. It, it leaves an ambiguity. It's like, is he an adult now? Or did she just resign herself to the life of a pedophile? What happened here? Yeah, isn't he like a kid and standing on like two boxes? Yeah. So, <laughs> you so don't get Mary to Kay, or whatever her name was, the, the, the teacher who married the, the student. Mary she's, Kay Letourneau? Yeah, she's one of those, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. No, it's like I, any anime where he's got a 5,000-year-old soul inside of a 12-year-old body. Obviously, that's what it is. Okay. He's a demon. Uh, all right. Well, then we only have about ten or fifteen minutes left. Let's get into the real meaty stuff here. So, guys, what mm-hmm. do you feel, if anything, was the overall theme of the game? So, both moral theme and like a gameplay theme. Like, what were they trying to teach with the gameplay? And uh, I have a quote that I kind of want to read, and I forget who says this. So, if anyone remembers, um, I wrote this down. I think before I had beaten Stone Tower. Uh, believing in your friends and embracing that belief by forgiving failure, these feelings have vanished from our hearts. I think that's. Our, I think that's like the the kind of king. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Oh, so it wasn't Bobby Kennedy. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was from the game, and I, I wrote it. I was like, wow, that is quite a quite a quote. They are trying to say something with that quote. Yeah, so, they have a lot to say in that game. So, Liz, let, let's start off. This is your baby. You wanted us to play Majora's Mask. What do you feel is the, maybe the overall moral they're trying to teach you and what is maybe a gameplay theme they're trying to get across? I think as an overall moral of what the game, not so much moral, but what the game is really about is that in so many adventure games, you're saving a world and you're saving a town and you're saving like, you're doing all these very grand things but Majora's Mask shows you why it's worth saving. It lets uh. you meet everyone in this town and says, this is why you're bothering. Like, it's not in, like, an Ocarina of Time or any of the other Zelda games where you meet a few people from town and they're kind of a pain in the ass and you don't really like them and you're not really motivated to save them, but you're going to do it because you spent $60 on the game and that's the point. <laughs> in Majora's Mask, it's like, well, I don't want to see that little girl live with a zombie father forever. That's awful. I want to help her out. And it's like, I want this couple to get reunited. I want these girls to learn how to dance from an old man's ghost. You start to care, and it makes you want to save the world. So I think it is a game about learning to know what is really important. It's a game about community, then, about getting you more involved with, with why you're doing what you're doing, tying mm-hmm. you to it. It's um, an after-school special. Do you, so do you feel that's more of a gameplay decision, or do you feel that's more like the moral, like, this is what we're trying to make people think about more? Well, it's both, because the gameplay is clearly very much about it, with the Bomber's Notebook, and how that's, like, they coded all of that stuff in. Clearly, they want you to see all those people. But morally, they, do, they talk about friends, they talk about your true face, they talk about getting to know who you are. Uh, I, like I think the whole game thematically is tied into finding these people and seeing like this is the world like it's being an outsider and coming into a new world it's all that great stuff you know despite just... them shooing you off when you beat the game yeah but I like you don't get any characterization from Link so it's kind of a cop out for me to say this but 
it really is like Link's. It's not that he's not welcome there. It's just that Link doesn't want to stay in any place too long because he's got stuff. He's to a do. cowboy. His he's friend is what's important to him, and just like the little fairies wanted to get Skull Kid back, his primary goal is to go find Navi, so he doesn't have time to go to the festival. Yeah. It's like the end of Blazing Saddles, yeah. Like cowboy. <laughs> I agree with the Lobo. Link is the littlest hobo. He is the littlest <laughs> hobo. All right, Kevin, any any ideas on morals, gameplay themes? Oh, I hate to borrow a line from a bad Robin Williams movie, but uh, I think Carpe Diem sees oh, the day. That's a good one. That's good because of the whole time element. Sees like three Carpe, days. Carpe Triem, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> sees yeah. all three days you have, definitely. Like, you know, like, especially this time around, I used every minute of every day. I really did. And I ran from end to end of that stupid terminal country and just, you know, did everything I possibly could and then warp back and do it all over again. Yeah. You know, just it's it's like you're on a treadmill, except the carrot actually comes to you instead of just dangling at yeah. your reach all the time. No, I mean, that's no, that's I never have thought of it that way. That is really apt. The whole you know, that's so why I always felt the need. When I'm playing, I only have three days. I got to make that count. And it's that's a very interesting overall theme. And it's right, always well, there for you. You can always get something done. Yeah. Okay. What do you got, Crystal? Any any gameplay themes, maybe, or or morals? Uh, I got a second. What you said that the theme of the game is about believing in yourself. Uh, even the happy mask salesman says to believe in your strengths. Oh yeah. Well, he's a psycho. You can't believe him. Hmm. Well, you need to believe in yourself to have Link get through the game and I am I am so pleasantly surprised that we all have different answers for this I didn't think I thought everyone was going to have the answer I have which was uh, friendship and forgiveness is the biggest theme in the game it's um, a perfect AP English question it really is I'm, well I'm I don't know <laughs> I know at least 50% of this audience here is, or the, the podcast crew is English majors so hopefully sure. we can use our majors to do something useful besides just read books but uh, for me it's yeah, the whole sure. I, and checks. <laughs> the, um, the whole uh, the, the Skull Kid is the uh, good turned evil archetype and having to uh, deal with that he's doing these bad things but not because he he's being controlled by this ill force or that his um, immaturity has forced him to go and and make brash decisions and steal this mask and this is the result and it's kind of a overreaction to a, a bad decision um, and and that the that you learn that story from the grandma when you wear the all-nighters mask about that the skull kid or not the skull kid they say the um the sprite or something is friends with the giants, but the giants have to go away to go do something. Mm -hmm. And then he is lonely. So he starts playing pranks on people and people start saying he's annoying. So then the giants come and say, you gotta, you gotta get out of here. And that whole forgiveness for friends. And I thought that was a really, I thought that was my idea of what the moral was to be more forgiving towards your friends and, um, in, in the, the actions they make, there is good in them at the root of most of these decisions. But, um, but as far as gameplay goes, what are the, uh, you know, what are some things like this is, this game was saying with the gameplay choices it made, because again, um, I really feel like, and this is something we've all talked about together. The game has done, it makes me not like other Zelda games as much. Now the yeah. ones that have come after it, 
well, I'm like, what? You did all this awesome stuff in Majora, and this is what you're showing me? The same ex- rehash thing over and over again? And I, it, it really makes me not enjoy everything past this now as much. So I, what yeah. do you guys think? Gameplay-wise, is there things that you think it's trying to portray or say? Um, I mean, sure, every game you make should have a essential philosophy behind it. And I, I disagree with you about the future games, though. I mean, I thought uh, that one, the Phantom Hourglass there, was a pretty good implementation of the DS functionality, mm-hmm. for example. I so haven't I played think, Phantom Hourglass, so yes, that's true. Like, I, it, it reminds me, I'm hearing similar things right now about Super Mario Galaxy 2. A lot of people are saying, because they're not trying to sell a system with this game, they're not trying to advance the technology much, they're just taking what they did with the previous game and doing something that is just fun to play. And I think the same philosophy went into this game because they're not pushing the new N64 hardware. They're not... I guess they were doing a little bit of pushing with the um, the memory jumper pack there. Yeah, a little but bit. even that was... Um, the bundle in for that product was uh, Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. And we all know how that turned out. Well, actually, it Great. came bundled with... Uh... Rogue Squadron too. That's how I got it. Really? Yeah. So I remember Rogue Squadron was pretty. It good. didn't come bundled with Perfect Dark, even though it needed it, right? <laughs> Actually, needed it so bad. I think you're right. <laughs> Perfect That's... Dark couldn't even be helped by it. That was the joke. Oh, it wasn't oh. that bad. Anyway, uh, okay, Crystal, Liz, any final thoughts on gameplay wise, or anything you want to say before we wrap it up here and maybe talk a little bit about next game club? Um. I would like to quote a Bible verse. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to go well. <laughs> Actually, you won't get it because you don't watch Futurama. Never mind, but I'll do it anyway. I believe the theme of the game is make new friends and keep the old. One is silver and the other's the gold. The other's gold. <laughs> <laughs> that is what Majora's Mask is. Uh, okay, so Crystal, any final thoughts on Majora? Uh, slightly going back on the previous topic. I felt like Skull could represent the opposite if you don't believe in yourself. If you doubt yourself, if you doubt your friends, that's what happens to you. You go oh, to this wow. down the slope, yeah. Did, did, and you didn't major as an English major. You're graphic design. You uh, could, if I didn't go to art school, I probably would have went to English I about to say, you probably could have with, with ideas like that. That'll get you all the way straight to an English major degree. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I just felt like the kind of depth hasn't appeared in a Zelda game, like, recently. Like, that amount of depth, like, Twilight Princess started it, and then it just kind of fizzled out. Okay, so let's let's sum it up. Liz, Majora's Mask, great game, great game, yeah? Great game. I like Majora's Mask a lot. Or Crystal? Crystal? Best Zelda game. Best Zelda game. Best Zelda Kevin? Game. Damn fine game. Uh, I'm going to agree with Kevin. I, damn fine, just it makes me wish other Zelda games were as daring with their choices. Mazel yeah. we're in agreement this is okay. fantastic and I, and to kind of sum up overall I'm ex- extremely proud that Game Club has made it to the end of its second season that people really seem to be into this game and mm-hmm. I will give Liz props for trying to seed the vote for this for so long to get Majora's Mask, it did very well uh, We, I think we've had the most participation in the forum thread we've had since we started which is great, mm-hmm. um, so I definitely want to thank everyone for participating because again it's all about the community and talking about this together that makes it really fun um, and my dream for what Game Club would be was exactly what we're doing here, just everyone coming together and saying things that 
you know, they thought about the game and fish sticks and me agreeing about how the class controller sucks. And I love that he goes into <laughs> excruciating detail again about why it sucks. And he is right. So bravo, good man. Bravo. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, it looks like a lot of people found that they really did like this game. And that's the other thing we really want to do with game club is show you games that you might not have played that there's something there that is interesting to people. So while I, I don't think I really love shadow of the Colossus, I definitely see why people do enjoy it a lot. So, um, and, uh, and then let's, so we're going to wrap up the episode here, but I want to talk a little bit about next game club. And obviously the poll has been up. We have a lot of votes and I thought it was interesting in the chat. Someone said like 80 people have voted, but do 80 people really participate? I don't know. I really wish 80 people did. Uh, And they all all posted in the thread all the time. That'd be great. But um, as we talked about on the third podcast, if people had listened to that one, um, we are going for a shorter game this time for Mm -hmm. sure so that we can – there's rumors in the fan gamer world that there will be a gameplay through this summer, maybe two, who knows. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't want to run up against that. We will definitely be on a hiatus if um, an Earthbound playthrough comes up or something else. So we want to have just a shorter game. Also, we've done a lot of polling from the field on what games you guys are interested in, and we have a good amount of data, so I don't really feel like we need to go back and grab more. So we took some of the suggestions we saw last time and are trying to work them into but also against the mold. So I hope people trust that we're making a decision for everyone's good here. We're, we're trying to find a game that'll be short that you can kind of not have to worry too hard about keeping up with it and, and have a good time playing it. So uh, Liz, are we going to call this now? Or are we going to let the poll go on a little bit further? I'm willing to call it now because I think this particular game that it looks like people are choosing might be like, if you don't have it already, there isn't a virtual console release for it. So you'd have to track it down for either advance or SNES or Dot, dot, dot. Or, or, uh, (laughs) you know. Um, So, okay, so then we're going to call right now. The game for Game Club number three. Act Razor. Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Yes. With 28 votes. Um, To all my people, all the 21 of you who voted for Super Metroid, I love you. And I would love to play a game that I have actually played once before on Game Club. But yeah, Yoshi's I Island. Meet you, Garrett. Thanks, Here's thanks, thing, Kevin. <laughs> if I can offer my condolences to the people whose games didn't lose or didn't win, Super Metroid is inevitable, as is Cave Story. We've been putting these on the that's pulse true. Like, that's true. Times, okay. Because eventually they're gonna have their day. So yeah. it's not a. It's like a. If not now, then when? If not yeah. us, then who? Super Metroid we might. You know, it'd be kind of cool to do. I just thought this up is do kind of like. Uh, uh, I guess like a theme of games. So like do Super Metroid, a certain Castlevania, and like some other game. You know, all like in... Because each one of those games only takes like a week. Do mm. four weeks of the Super Metroid style of games. You know, something like that. That'd be Metroidvania kind of, genre. Yeah, that might be kind of yeah. a cool compare-contrast. You know, get your English major skills kind of juicy and, <laughs> and going. So um, yeah, we'll be doing Yoshi, Yoshi's Island. Um, I'm happy that I will be playing this on a Super Nintendo So because I just picked this game up. Um, and Kevin week. and I will have therapy from getting 100% and coins. <laughs> uh, mm. I mean to I'm get gonna, everything. I'm just going to run. I'm going to 
break through it, and I'm never going to look back. I'm, so that's my, that's my we're, declaration. We're man. splitting this game in half. I've never played it. it. Do we know already how we're splitting this? Liz? World I mean, one it, through three, then worlds four through six. Okay, easy split. There you go, guys. So uh, next Wednesday, by that time. Also, I wanted to throw out there. We are actually going to put up the poll for the next game club very soon. We're going to decide um, for number four. Yeah, we're going to try and do those a little bit sooner so that it gives people a lot more time to choose what game or to actually find the game if they need to go out and get it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it'll hopefully give us some lead time to maybe do some other cool stuff around it and do some pre-planning and show you other cool stuff. So. Uh, I think that's all the stuff I wanted to talk about, Liz. Anything it's 8.30 else? on the dot. I it's feel on like the it's dot. a good time to call it. All right, folks. Well, thanks to Crystal and Kevin for joining us. And as Liz, always. As always, you for guys being the, the face that people look at, all 19 of our viewers. Thank you to the chat room for, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this season of Game Club, and will join us for the next one. So, adios, folks. So good long, night. everybody.